You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to episode number 105, The Fallacy of Perfectionism. All right, so whenever I sat down to write this episode, y'all, I'm going to be vulnerable here. You know I love vulnerability. I was having a really hard time. Um, and I spent several hours, really, actually, um, trying to decide what to write about. I It is not that I didn't have a lot of options. I had all kinds of ideas. And so whenever I really questioned why, it wasn't just writer's block. I had a ton of ideas of what to talk about. I had several different topics. I, you know, had all these different ideas about how I could best describe, you know, certain examples for you guys. So it wasn't writer's writer's block. And I found myself getting really frustrated (laughs) and really questioning how I was going to get this podcast done. So what I ended up realizing was after I sat down and was like, okay, I have to put this away. I need to look at what's going on in my brain. <laughs> I, I did, I wrote down some uh, of the thoughts kind of floating around and I realized I didn't want to write because I kept having thoughts about how I didn't know what topic was best. I didn't know how, you know, how to perfectly describe what I was trying to teach you. And I was fearing judgment. And then I realized that I was criticizing each, you know, each draft that I had kind of typed out um, because I, I essentially I will uh, make myself an outline uh, with important quotes or important topics or points. And so each draft I would go through and pick apart and really judge. And I realized that throughout this process, I was trying to motivate myself through perfectionism and Perfectionism is something we've touched on here before, um, back in way back when, <laughs> episode number 23, right? That's where we started the conversation. And I want to start to continue that conversation today because I think that perfectionism and perfectionist thoughts and this type of mindset is a very important thing, especially in the setting of medicine. Um, and and I see it so often in my clients and in myself, y'all. I, you know, I'm not, just because I've been, you know, doing this work a long time, just because I'm now, you know, a certified life coach, you know, just because I help others figure out, you know, their thoughts and how to improve their burnout or get out of burnout and improve their lives, it doesn't mean that my brain's not a human brain (laughs) that has, you know, had patterns in place for a long, long time. And so perfectionism is something that I have struggled with for probably most of our life. As I sit here and think back, I probably really started identifying with some of these thoughts probably around like the third or fourth grade. I don't, and you know, who knows, like I don't remember what I was thinking whenever I was a kindergartner. So, um, you know, at least as young as like nine or 10, right? And so what I want to talk about today, I want to continue this conversation about what I call the fallacy of perfectionism. Okay. And this fallacy has three different parts. So first, (laughs) the first part of this fallacy is that perfectionism is viewed, uh, we view it as a positive thing. It's viewed as this good thing for high achievers. And so most OBGYNs or doctors or high achievers that identify as having perfectionism or um, having perfectionist thought 
patterns or mindsets, don't consider it to be a bad thing, right? And I coach clients all the time. They tell me, well, yeah, but perfectionism is how I got here. It's why I'm successful. It's how I graduated med school. It, you know, is what what motivated me to get through residency. We see it as the key to our success. And oftentimes we don't want to let go of it. (laughs) I know this because I've had to work on this a lot. Okay. And so we actually think it's a good thing and that it makes us good at what we do or, you know, it makes us successful or it's how we actually have gotten to where we are. And what I want to offer is that what if you got to where you are despite perfectionism? Okay, because that is entirely possible. And so after, you know, after you kind of listen to today's podcast, I hope that you will consider at least that it is possible that there could be a better way um, and that you could be this awesome, amazing doctor despite having these thoughts, okay? And so what I want you to know is that you are not perfectionism. Perfectionism is not you. It's not who you are. Um, It is just a pattern of thinking, okay? But what I want you to also consider is that we need to start recognizing it for its darker side. And that darker side is often an inner dialogue that is full of self-loathing, criticism, fear, and never enoughness, okay? Because at some point in our, our lives, we learned that to be loved and accepted, or some version of that, um, to be considered good or whatever, we learned that we needed to achieve and accomplish. And whenever we did those things well, it felt good for a minute to get that validation And we didn't get criticized or judged or blamed or shamed whenever we were doing that, okay? So at some point, we learned some version of that message, and that's where some of these perfectionist thoughts came from, okay? Or these types of thoughts, this way of thinking, this mindset, however you want to, you know, Um, describe it. I don't want you to say that you're definitely a perfectionist. You know, it's not who you are. It's just a way of thinking, okay? And so the second part of the fallacy of perfectionism is that it leads us to chasing accomplishments so that we can feel good. But what we don't often realize or really pay attention to is that we never actually get to that part where we feel good or we don't allow ourselves to feel good, um, is really part of it. So we think that we will feel good once we accomplish something, right? However we motivate ourselves, we are really usually, you know, whenever we are from this, from this perfectionist place, we are doing it from a place of being very self-critical. And so once we set off to go accomplish this thing so we can feel good, If it's from a perfectionist thought or mindset, it's often full of misery (laughs) because we have these thoughts behind it like, I have to get this podcast done or I will be failing or um, they are not going to like this topic or um, they're going to think this is dumb 
you know, those are the thoughts that I was having about writing this podcast today. Those were the perfectionist thoughts that I was having, right? And so those thoughts were creating a lot of fear for me. And that's what perfectionist thoughts do. They create fear. And so then basically we push ourselves from a place of fear to accomplish that thing that we set out to do, okay? And then once we actually accomplish that, we, you know, set out with a very high bar. You know, we want it to be perfect. We want it to be, you know, so um, so perfect or so, you know, complete or however, you know, it is. We want it to be so great that nobody else judges it, criticizes it, you know, shames us, blames us, <laughs> okay? So we push ourselves from a place of fear to accomplish this thing and we have this super high unrealistic standard and whenever we have the outcome it usually doesn't doesn't meet that unrealistic standard because that there's no possible way to meet it okay so we've set the bar too high for ourselves and then whenever we don't meet that expectation that we've set we then criticize our own work we um, judge it harshly we maybe uh, pick it apart. We downplay that result maybe because we, we didn't meet that standard that we had set for ourselves, which was unrealistic to start with. So we chase this impossible accomplishment to feel good about ourselves. We beat ourselves up along the way and then we judge the outcome harshly. And we didn't get to that part where we feel good about ourselves for accomplishing something. So we do it again, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So I only laugh because I don't know how many times this has played out in my life. <laughs> like as I even as like I like rehash this with you going through my little outline on my computer, like I'm just it it takes me back to thinking about my my life and all my perfectionist thoughts in the past. So it's interesting. So I want you to know I'm human. I'm just like you. <laughs> I promise. So we never get to that part where we actually feel good, even though that's why we are chasing that accomplishment. So that's the second part of the fallacy, okay? The third part of the fallacy of perfectionism is that we think that it is striving to be our best, when in reality, it's actually another way to avoid negative emotions, okay? And this is something that I learned about very recently um, in reading some of Brene Brown's books and um, really studying some of her research and stuff like that. And so Brene Brown, who, if you haven't, you're, you know, familiar with her work, she, you know, has some good TED Talks. You should go watch them. Um, she has a lot of books out now. She has a, I think it's on HBO, um, a little like docuseries. Um, and so she is a shame researcher is kind of what she calls herself. She researches human emotions and she started with shame and she talks about perfectionism a lot. And she says that perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfectionism is at its core about trying to earn approval and acceptance, right? I relate to that. And after like all of her research on emotions, she defines perfectionism as a self-destructive and addictive belief system that 
fuels this primary thought that if I look perfect, live perfectly, work perfectly, and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame, which I think is so, so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'm going to go into exactly how that plays out, y'all. Okay. So I'm going to show you some examples, but whenever I was sitting down to write this podcast initially, I essentially, I wrote several versions and I deleted each one because I was in that perfectionist place in my brain. I was striving for perfection so that I wouldn't be judged. <laughs> I couldn't achieve that. So then I would delete it. Right. I, I was like, no, they're not going to, they're going to judge this. This is silly. You know, like I was like a lot meaner words probably actually internally um, until I realized I was like, holy crap, like what is going on with my brain? And the emotion that was, was driving my actions, like as I put this into a model, the emotion that was driving that was fear like fear of failure, but also then more importantly, it was shame. Because a perfectionist mindset tells us that when we can't meet that level of perfection that we seek, then there's something wrong with us. Okay, like there's something just inherently wrong or defective with us. And when we think that there's something wrong with us, we hide away in shame. We erase what we wrote. (laughs) We think up an excuse to not put ourselves out there. We procrastinate on finishing the office note or the consultation note, right? We avoid trying new things where people might judge that we're not doing it perfectly. Um, I have a beloved client that I just love, and she had a hard time trying ballroom dancing with her, with her partner. And she had to work on some of that because of the perfectionism, she told me. And so we... We avoid trying new things altogether because we fear the negative emotions that could come from doing that thing or from being judged by others, right? And I want you to think about this part of the fallacy of perfectionism a bit here. Think about it in the setting of work. Like if we have a surgical complication and we are really spinning out, this is what's happening We didn't achieve that perfect result. So in our minds, we are a shitty surgeon. There's something wrong with us because we didn't achieve that perfection. And then we feel shame. Okay. And that's, that is essentially what a lot of us are doing whenever we are really spinning out. And you know what I mean whenever I say spinning out after something like that happens. Okay. There's a lot of fear. Yeah, we can tolerate fear. Okay. But it's the shame of like, I did this. I, I, I caused that. There's something wrong with me. I'm not good. I'm, I'm a bad surgeon. Okay. Those thoughts, they may be internal. Okay. But they're there for a lot of us. And it comes from this perfectionism uh, mindset. Okay. And so, and I want you to also start thinking about what, you know, what perfectionism type thoughts lead to. If we were to put them in the model, for example, I know that they aren't helpful because they lead to us either avoiding emotions altogether or they lead to emotions that don't lead to positive actions and results. Okay. So if perfectionism is based in fear, fear of being judged or rejected or criticized or blamed, it comes with worries like, what if they're mad at me? 
what will people think, right? Those types of things. And it's, I want you to realize this is a protective mechanism of sorts, okay? It is something that our brain learned to do to help us avoid pain in the past, emotional pain, really. And I also want you to consider, though, that while that was helpful in the past, perhaps it is limiting us now as we move forward, okay? I want you to question, maybe is it possible that my perfectionist-type thoughts are limiting me, okay? So whenever you put some of these thoughts into the model, the results they lead to are not positive ones. And I'm going to show you some examples of that, but I'm not trying to convince you that your perfectionism is a bad thing. If you want to keep it, you can. But (laughs) I want you to consider that that's a possibility because of of what I said, because it, it does truly limit us, okay? We don't put ourselves out there. We don't try new things. And it comes with that terrible self-talk and kind of self-loathing, okay? And you deserve better, my friend. You do. So for simplicity's sake, let's, let's first start just with the example of me and the podcast, <laughs> okay? So I'm going to show you this example of how perfectionism actually leads to negative results. It's not a positive thing. So the emotions that perfectionist thinking generates are negative, then the actions are negative, the results are negative. So when we use perfectionist thoughts to motivate ourselves, it often ends up not being our best work. And it doesn't allow us to access the emotions or, you know, the the headspace even that we can access our, our best skills, our highest capabilities. So whenever I sat down to initially write this podcast, my model was essentially this, okay? The circumstance was, um, it, it is the day before the podcast needs to be uploaded, okay? So it's the day before the podcast needs to be uploaded, and the thought that I was having about it earlier was that they aren't going to like it. And from that thought, I was feeling a lot of fear. And so the actions I then took were to write, rewrite, like criticize, delete all the drafts. I was like peeking through each one of them, criticizing them with a terrible, terrible self-talk. Okay. I was worried about what my listeners would think. I was worried about the judgment that I might receive, the rejection, the failure that could come from these imperfect podcast drafts. (laughs) So I was criticizing myself for not being able to write uh, the podcast too, okay? And at some point, the thoughts probably at that point turned into ones that generated shame because then I began to have thoughts like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Okay, so, but for this original thought, they aren't going to like it. I felt fear. I took all these actions of really, you know, beating myself up, writing, rewriting, not being satisfied. And the result of that of thinking they aren't going to like it was that number one, I was judging and criticizing myself. So no one else out there in the world could. Okay. So taking all those actions was from that place of fear of judgment, essentially. So I was going to judge and criticize. So no one else could essentially is the result. And with that thought, I didn't get the podcast written. Okay. And so all the creativity was blocked because I was in that place of fear. And so the results that I created for myself were not anywhere near good, okay? I didn't even, I wasn't even able to access my creativity to complete the podcast, okay? 
And obviously, I examined that mindset and pivoted a little bit, and here we are, okay? <laughs> so, so, but I wanted to show you that that is an example, a very simple example that you might not relate to, but it shows you how that line of thinking, that fear of judgment or fear of rejection, really led to negative results for myself, okay? So not only was I beating myself up, but I wasn't actually getting the work done that I needed to get done. Okay, so it wasn't the best motivating thought, that's for sure. And so, you know, so that was my model today. But another model that might show you even more um, what, you know, perfectionism might show up like at work, okay? I've seen this play out a lot of times um, with people that I've coached. And so, for for example, uh, having a circumstance of you do a C-section on a G1, anesthesia sleeps mom because her epidural isn't working, and you do an unexpected C-hist while she's asleep um, for uh, unresolvable acne and postpartum hemorrhage. Okay, um, The thought you have about it might be a, a perfectionist thought that you, that you might have is she's going to hate me when she wakes up. Okay. You feel fear whenever you think that. And then you spin out emotionally. You analyze every single step of what you did, picking apart everything, criticizing everything, how you could have, would have, should have done better, done more, done X, Y, and Z differently. Afterwards, you procrastinate a little bit on talking to her family. Okay, you drag your feet on having that conversation with her and her family. You beat yourself up for days because she was a G1 and now she won't be able to have more kids. So you criticize and judge and blame yourself, shame yourself for not being a good surgeon. Okay, and the result of all of this, when we have this thought of she's going to hate me when she wakes up, we then feel fear, we spin out, we criticize and blame and shame and judge ourselves for not doing more. And the result is from all of that is that essentially we are hating us before she can. Okay. It's like what we fear happening. We fear these negative emotions. So we like give them to ourselves almost. And guess what? Like whenever we're doing that, we're not then showing up from a, a place that is going to continue to take good care of her that is allowing you to, um, you know, be the, the doctor that you want to be, okay? Because if you sit here and think about, like, telling someone this, if you're not having these perfectionist thoughts, it might be like, all right, we're going to have a talk, we're going to debrief, you know, you might have it all planned out and you, it's no problem. But whenever you have this thought, like, she's going to hate me when she wakes up and you fear that, it's going to be really hard for you to go in there in a timely fashion. You'll probably drag your feet a little bit. They'll probably be like wondering what's going on. You know, you are going to be acting from that fear in your conversation with them. You're going to be defensive. You're going to be in a place of like self-preservation because you fear that she's going to hate you. And so, you know, you're going to be not your highest level self. Okay. And so I want you to consider that in this case, perfectionism and or perfectionist thoughts um, aren't helpful. And I want you to also consider that maybe they're not ever helpful. <laughs> you 
just try it on for size, okay? Um, so if you relate to this, I want you to step one first, always identify where these perfectionist thoughts show up for you. It may be difficult to realize at first that it's not like this great thing that you think it is. Um, And that's okay, especially if you've considered yourself a perfectionist for a long time. I just want you to start noticing, you know, where do you find yourself second guessing yourself? Where do you find yourself overthinking everything? Where do you find yourself um, dismissing your own accomplishments or successes? Where are you finding yourself procrastinating or avoiding taking action because you're worried about, you know, what they're going to think or that you won't be able to do it uh, perfectly or that someone might judge you or criticize you, okay? Where are you obsessing over mistakes? Where are you beating yourself up when things go unexpectedly? And then where are you overdoing things? (laughs) Overeating, overdrinking, overspending, where are you doing that in conjunction with procrastination? Because a lot of times I see um, clients or um, people I work with that, you know, we will have a lot of procrastination. And due to that, you know, that perfectionist thought that may be leading to that, there's a lot of negative inner self-talk going on and buffering with, you know, overeating, overdrinking, overspending, overscrolling helps make that more tolerable. It helps make it bearable, okay? So oftentimes, whenever we are procrastinating, then that negative self-talk starts up and we buffer then to feel better, okay? So that might be a clue for you. So identify where you find yourself doing those things and that might be where these perfectionist thoughts might not be serving you, okay? They might not be helping you, okay? Then I want you to start asking yourself, Are you worried about what other people will think in regards to that? Start catching that line of thinking. Just start catching it. And instead of going down like the rabbit hole of like negative, like criticism internally, give yourself a pep talk. Just be like, oh, yeah, I'm so worried about how the nurses are going to think, you know, because I had that complication last week and now I have another case. I'm worried they're going to think I'm a terrible surgeon. Okay, yeah, but hold up. Just pause right there. You're going to do a good job today. That's it. Just like pause and have like a little pep talk, okay? Because where we start worrying about what others will think is where we really fall into this mindset. When you start to believe, I want you to know this, whenever you start to believe that you are good and worthy and valuable, that need for perfectionism to protect you, it starts to fade away. Okay, now it can still pop up every now and then, okay, just like it did for me today, and it will continue to pop up for me. I know it will. That's okay. My brain thought that way for a long, long time, most of my life. And the best thing is, though, is that I notice it now. I I catch it, and I can say, you know what, brain, no, this is not helpful. I don't want to be, like, self-flagellating to get this done, okay? So whenever you start to believe that you're awesome and valuable and worthy. And friend, you are. You're all of those things. I know it, even if you don't know it yet. (laughs) You can borrow my belief if you'd like. Once you start doing that, the need for perfectionism will, will fade away. Okay? So that's what I have for you this week. And seriously, you are 
amazing. I want you to borrow that belief, okay? And I want to say thank you too, because I'm always um, thinking about you guys and I appreciate um, your your dedication and listening and you know, I'm always so vulnerable here that it makes me just like feel like I want to just like hug you guys through, you know, through your AirPods or whatever, whatever you're listening with <laughs> in your car. Um, I just I feel connected with you guys. And I want you to know that it's always my goal to help as many OBGYNs as possible. Still, that's always my goal. Okay. Um, and so I ask, you know, as part of this Happy Gynecologist community here on the podcast, I want to ask that you pay that forward, okay? So if you related to this episode or you know someone that might relate to this episode, pay it forward, send it to them, send it to a friend, send it to a colleague. You can go to iTunes or go to whatever app you're using. You can text them the link and pay it forward. You can click share and it'll let you text it. So I know you guys are out there listening every week, like all over the world, but there are so many more people out there that we could reach and help and, you know, have join us in this community um, that I love so much. So the other thing is I don't want to run ads. <laughs> I do not want to run ads or anything like that. I think the ads on podcasts are super annoying. So I would really much rather just pay forward, uh, you know, pay forward the love and um, to to all the listeners out there that might need it. So uh, and while you're on your podcast app, sharing the link, leave me a review too. Last time I looked, we we're still short of our 100 reviews on iTunes. Um, so we still need, I think, uh, I think it's like 29 more, y'all. <laughs> so we still need more there. And that's also a way to help our friends out there in the world find us. Okay. All right. Thanks, friend. I will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.